The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. What are we drinking today? <laughs> We're drinking Old Pulteney. Yeah. 12-year-old scotch, single malt scotch whiskey. That's really good. Which I just love, you know. It's, it's that... one of the first ones we grabbed that was new. Yeah. And I think I grabbed it on a whim because you love sailing, and it was in a great canister that had rope and, and, and sailboats on right. it and stuff. But what we noticed about this one, at least if I remember correctly, it comes off with some, you like you taste a little bit of the ocean, like it's, mm. it's very it's salt. It's very salty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. It doesn't require much, like I haven't added any water to this, it doesn't right. require that little extra hydration for it to be like a full mouth of like a complex whiskey, you know, it's it's beautiful. It's got a nice long finish and beautiful mouthfeel and it's got vanilla notes and it's just, it's lovely. Yeah. And I'm surprised it's quite popular because I keep going back to the liquor store and uh, the canisters are always out. Oh, And I think more so because of COVID because shipping has been delayed, but you can see it's a normal staple they have, but it's just out. It's just out. Well, how about that? Well, it is lovely. So chapter 13. Chapter 13. Wow. It's a good chapter. Yeah. It's interesting. It's really Erica handing off her business to Amy. Yeah. And, and talking about really the details mm. of the business, of her attire, of how to prepare herself in her latex the essentials that she needs to have in her, you know, basic toolkit, basically. I was more interested in the conversation they had about where pro-domination fits in the world of sex work Mm -hmm. and where that relates to the risk of sex work in the context of prostitution. Right. There's a gray area for Erica because she's not having sex with people, but they are sometimes releasing. Right. So, you know what I mean? So there's yeah. a gray area there. But, but she's not doing the work. She, like the, she might let them masturbate or whatever Exactly. Else. Yeah. Exactly. But the point that was interesting was, you know, Amy's inquiry, like she has her own concern about being arrested or about being, you know, a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And Erica was explaining to her how, because there's no actual sex, that 
it's not really illegal. Like bondage is not illegal, right. and foot worship is not illegal, right? And spanking somebody is not illegal, right? And someone in that process of any of that stuff getting a hard on during that is not illegal. No, it's not illegal. Being naked in front of each other not is Ill- not illegal, right? Uh, you know, not that she would be, but I mean, if the submissive is nude, yes. happens to get a hard on, but there's no sex happening, right? It's not illegal. Right. But the more interesting point about that in some ways was the role that discretion plays in this world. Mm -hmm. So Erica's clients are high-end executives Mm -hmm. by and large, Mm -hmm. and they want to be very discreet. They don't want to lose their position to a sex scandal. So they're very discreet, and Erica is very discreet. And she talked about how where her store or her gallery is located, it's not really around other neighbors. So there's, you don't have like so noisy she's neighbors. reduced risk. She's lowering the risk, right. But the interesting part was just like how something like this is dependent on the discretion of everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And she made the point that now that she's handing off her clients and her business to Amy, Erica's well-being is now in Amy's hands. Yeah, she's vulnerable. She's vulnerable. But she also is confident in Amy. And she trusts Amy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting chapter because it really gets at the rubber meets road nature of Amy taking over Erica's business. Yeah, and even choosing of a name, a dominance name. Yeah, down to a name, right. And considering why you'd choose a certain name over others based on the clientele she has and who she's trying to attract her to her established business. Basically she, Amy thought she basically confronted Eric and said, you sound, I didn't know you were so snobby. Mm -hmm. You sound snobby, but I don't, but I think if you think about that higher level client who can afford this type of service Mm. and the discretion that they demand, they don't want to mess up something that's working well for them because right. it's probably few and far between to find those. I mean, to find a average street worker or prostitute is pretty easy to find one that you really like. I mean, like you believe is discreet. There's not going to be cops hiding in a room next door. You know, all the factors that are risks. Like and trust. Right. Yeah. Is going to be way harder. Right. And of course, when you incorporate kink with it, then the, then the pool is even smaller. Right. And you get a little bit of a hint from Erica about how she got started because she talks about how she worked under a very successful dominatrix who was probably the most successful in the country was the way she put it. Yeah. And how she retired and and, she gave her black, she gave her back her customer list to Erica Mm -hmm. and Erica's like many of her customers are still those people who have stayed with her Mm -hmm. But it really comes down to they just want the elegant, trusting, trustworthy, safe safe dominatrix to submit to. And you have to think about it because it's rare to find that fit. They don't want to mess it up. They're motivated. Yeah, they don't want to mess it up. And they're happy with the status. And there was another interesting conversation that they had where they talked, she talked about fetishes being kind of like a demand. A compulsion. Like a compulsion, yeah. And I get that, you know, I get that. It's certainly true for me, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And like, well, we live in a 
24-7 dynamic and we're engaged with fetish every day. Yes. And so it's kind of like an addiction in it, a way. It is. It's yeah. a deep dive in the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know where what next turn is going to show up for us. Yeah. 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 So I get that whole sense of it being a compulsion. And she talked about how the financial market crashing didn't necessarily mean her business crashed because there were winners and losers. Right. But she also noted that even though people might have lost, their losing doesn't resolve their compulsion. Right. You know. And well, she, and people prioritize. Yeah. They, they make it happen if they need it. Yeah. They're going to figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. And she also referenced back to 9-11 and about how even after 9-11, mm-hmm. you know, short lull after the experience, but then business back as usual. Mm-hmm. And if not, you know, as usual, better than usual. Right. So she was suggesting that what was going to happen for Amy was the same thing, that Mm -hmm. there was going to be a boom. And she had a lot of confidence in Amy being, you know, attractive and dominant and so forth, being able to generate that business. So it occurs to me that she's noting the future is, you know, it looks good in Amy's hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So not a lot of sex in the chapter, but no, but it was lots to come. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I think we're getting through the details so that we're going to be able to hear about the experiences in the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, which is going to be fun. So Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.